On this episode of Jet City Hot Takes, the big game over Kansas City champions. We recap that. And uh, what do the Seahawks need to do in the offseason? And I've put together a little mock draft that is 100% accurate. So we're going to tell you some teams you might want to look out for next season. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to... Who am I kidding? These guys aren't pros. The starting lineup for your Jet City Hot Takes podcast. He's Boston bred. He hates seafood. And he swore to start reading more. So now he watches Netflix with his subtitles on. Corey Dillon. That is next level stupidity. And he's a Northwest native. Doesn't care what you say. Sriracha is overrated. And he sleeps with a Ken Griffey Jr. body pillow. Keith Wayne. Hey, I don't judge. You do you. Just keep it off the field. Jet City Hot Takes. Hot Takes. It ended. The season ended. I feel like it was just yesterday, and we were like, oh, this NFL's back. It's here. It feels short, doesn't it? And now it's over. Yeah. I mean, there's another football season starting up if you're interested in the XFL at all. You know, I actually might just watch a job. I, I want to go to a game just to kind of, you know, I, I feel like it would be a nice, like, get-loaded type crowd. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm going. I'm going to a game this month, so I mean, that's my plan. Yeah, you you scope it out for me. Let me know how it goes. If okay. it seems like a party, I might be down. I'm sure it's a party. <laughs> um, so that's I mean the big game. Yeah, uh, congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs. It's been 50 years. Well done. Thank you for beating the 49ers. Yeah, they celebrated hard too watching that parade. They today. did. Yeah, so they, they earned it. It was fun. 50 years without a championship. I mean, we've all. Um, I said this at a post earlier. It's you know, yeah, it wasn't a team that I rooted for. Or probably a lot of people who listen to our radio station rooted for, but they did beat the Niners, which is good for Seattleites. And then, and they're or, a likable team, right? Like, right. And um, you know, you probably have one of the next superstars of the league getting his Super Bowl. He's he's probably going to get a couple more. The team hasn't won in fifty years, so you know, good for you. Yeah, and I thought the, the way they did it, coming back like they did, all three playoff games. They, they overcame at least a 10-point deficit, which is insane. Fine. I just I, it, I was frustrated with it. I thought that, first off, the first half was just a snooze fest. I was not entertained at all. I thought both teams played like they didn't want to win the football game. It was like, don't make mistakes. Don't make mistakes. It, it felt like they were just kind of like feeling each other out the first half, trying to like, they were just sort of probing to see where they could attack. And then the second half, uh, the, the Niners opened it up in the, in the third quarter, and they got that 10-point lead, and then... Mahomes throws a pick and you think well okay maybe maybe that's it maybe the Niners are going to are going to win this game now I'm rewinding. I'm still not over the first half yet. Because the Niners had the ball. They they were receiving in the third quarter. They had the ball just under 2 minutes left and essentially um they wasted a lot of time. And yeah. you know, from watching the Patriots for so many years, you know, th- this is an opportunity where, especially on the biggest stage of the biggest game, you don't, you're not content with the 10-10 tie going into halftime. No, you shouldn't be. Go for it. This is where, this is where you go for it. This is where, you know, throw the passes, see what happens. I know they they tried the long pass to Kittle, and there was well, by the, the time that happened, they had already wasted that, like a correct. minute. So that was way later. The, it, that it should be more aggressive right off the bat. Try and score before half because if you do, and then you could score coming out of the half. That's that's big for a team, and that you know that's big for the team getting yeah, the points, you, you, and, and that hurts the team mentally. That just you know like oh wow we just gave up points going to halftime. Now all of a sudden it's a two or three possession game because of whatever happens. But I just didn't. I hated the mindset of it. I thought it was very. I thought it was very. Um, yeah, not playing to win, but playing safe. But it's I I feel like when you're on that stage and in that game, 
that's not when you do it. You go for it. Go for the kill. And I, I just didn't think they did. I think to more expand upon your point even more, they're going against the Chiefs, if not the most, one of the most explosive offenses in the NFL. So if you have a chance to get some points and get momentum before halftime and try. go with the lead, go for it. Because if you sit there and you don't try to pile it on early, well, we've seen what they can do. They scored 21 points in the last six minutes. Right. And so, exactly. And you knew it, at some point Kansas City was going to get it. They're going to hit a couple plays. All of a sudden, they three four plays, they're 70 yards and scoring a touchdown. Like At some point, something like that is going to happen with them. I hated the first half and, and how San Francisco played it. They did manage or end up having a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. But then, to me, yeah, and <laughs> now is when they start throwing the ball like... You had this 10-point lead, and I forget how much, you know, a good amount of time left in the fourth quarter. But then it was like you run on first down, and they'd throw two passes incomplete, incomplete, stopping the clock. I'm like, wait a second. At the first half, you were playing conservative when you probably should have been passing to try and score. Yeah. And then you have a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden you're throwing incomplete passes and stopping the clock for the team that could score so many points. And so, it, it like, almost they- like the reverse game plans... It was almost like they they played the wrong game plan in each half. It was bizarre. I think it's safe to say that Kyle Shanahan learned nothing from Super Bowl Fifty One. Yeah, he only choked away, uh, you know, a ten point lead this game. But you know, against the Patriots a couple years back, it was twenty eight to three. So uh, he is now labeled himself or, or has that reputation of a choker, and um, and it's un- it's un- well, it's not unfortunate for the last game because I liked it, but they had this game in control. Um, well, they had the other one in control too. <laughs> yeah, so he, I mean, yeah, he just—I I don't know. I don't know if it's his mentality, and they're just like they start feeling the pressure, so then they feel like they have to throw. But then that the throwing is leading to incomplete passes and and stopping the clock. It's like once you get those leads, then start playing the you know run the clock out. This is you know yeah. it was just I felt like they almost played the game backwards. Like they came out fi- they came out very slow, and then started throwing when they didn't need to when it it, it could have been. Reversed, and in that Patriots game of a couple years ago, at least they, like they went up twenty-eight to three, like their offense was looking yeah. good, and so this one, it, it was just, it was just bizarre. Like when you had the opportunity where you, where it just logically makes sense, go for this, try and score some points. They don't, and then it's like you have this lead. All right, let's run some clock, and they don't. It's like what? Yeah, I, I, I don't understand what they were trying to do offensively. Um, and Garoppolo was. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but I think he's one of the reasons the Niners lost the game. I would put him number two, and I'd put Kyle Shanahan number yeah. one. Uh, that Garoppolo was so bad in the fourth quarter. I think he had a quarterback rating of like four point seven in the fourth quarter. I just just atrocious. I just don't think. I, I feel like Shanahan just doesn't have a lot of faith in him, and. They don't know if he can win it on his shoulders, right? So they, they have a great running game and all this other stuff, great defense. Uh, I, I just don't know how much Shanahan even trusts him to really be the leader and, and make those big throws. And, and, and then, But on Garoppolo, because I'm not letting him slide with this, I had mentioned to you the other day when I saw you, that I don't even know how many targets Kittle had. But whatever it was, it was way too little. I, I use this example. Well, there was there was one point where he was wide open for a first down a th- over the on, middle on a third down, third and five, and he was crossing the middle wide open, and Garoppolo just completely missed him and threw a pass way down the field. Yeah, I, think, I think he tried to force one to Sanders. It, made, and it just went incomplete. It made no sense. It's almost like, and, and again, I hate using the comparison to the Patriots, but I'm just so used to watching them. It's like when Tom Brady's in a Super Bowl, 
and Gronk and Edelman on the field, he's throwing it to them a lot, no matter what. That, yeah. That's their guy. And I feel like I just didn't see George Kittle at all. And I don't know if that's... Uh, it's definitely... It's hard for me to believe that it's game planning. It, it makes me feel like Jimmy just wasn't seeing it, or maybe there was that OPI call, and all of a sudden he got a little nervous about throwing it to him, or just like made bad reads or or I, I, I don't know it just wasn't good and Kittle when you have that that rock star I don't care if he's covered or you make you have to make something happen yeah the dude is a low to tackle and I think I think Garoppolo felt the pressure both from the defensive line of the Chiefs and also of the moment I don't think he he was up to the moment and one quarterback was up to the moment in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl the other wasn't it wasn't an ironic and though I think almost, that's what it came down to it almost looked like Mahomes might have been the one that was going to crack under pressure he didn't have a great game no, by any didn't. means. You know, he only came back in that fourth quarter, and it was like, whoa! You you had that superstar of the league, the upcoming superstar. Wait, like, is this moment too big for him? It was interesting, and obviously he came through again. I think there was a lot of choking involved by the 49ers. but you know, he doesn't have that. Like, he did not have a good game, and they still won. So that's that's good. Um, uh, it's funny. I, we, before we got on the air here, I said I wasn't get fired up, and all my levels are very. Uh, <laughs> so I guess this game's riling me up a little bit more than I thought it would. Uh, but I am not also going to let that 49ers defense that's supposed to be so good, uh, and Richard Sherman um, can't let them off the hook. No, how do you? You being this great defense, how do you give up that many points? And that you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I remember. I think there was uh, some wide open pass to Tyreek Hill. I think that was just like that, I, that no one was yarder? even near him. It was like. It was, I think it was third and fifteen or something. It was the like, third and fifteen. He threw it deep to Tyree Kill, and then there was the one where Sherman open. got burned by Sammy Watkins on that. It just I think it was a fade. A lot of collapsing there, and again, I, I think it starts at the head coach, and then I think it goes yeah. down to, to Jimmy, and then it goes. And I'm not letting the defense up there because, you know, if, if they if they should have been able, I don't know. I think the 49ers just choked it away. It's frustrating to me because I actually I wanted the 49ers to win as opposed to a lot of Washingtonians who did not um, for selfish reasons. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, congrats to Kansas City. Congrats to Patrick Mahomes. I know he's going to be you know a, the future of this league probably for the foreseeable future. And uh, you know this is the first of probably uh, a, a couple a couple rings for him. Yeah, and Andy Reid finally got his ring. Yeah. So there we go. And he spent the night not with the trophy, but with his trophy wife. And cheeseburgers, I'm and sure. cheeseburgers. Maybe a double. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's that. That that wraps up that season. We, we did want to do something a little fun here and kind of maybe pick a, a team that, uh, for lack of a better term, sucked this year, uh, who we might want to watch out for next year, because you made the point that um, San Francisco was garbage last year. Yeah, they had, the, they had they, the number two pick last year. They had a missing, you know, they lost their starting quarterback, and even the, the who's the running back that they brought in from Minnesota that got injured last year and this year? Uh, Jarek McKinnon. So, like, yeah. they, they didn't have their starting running back who they thought. Garoppolo went down in, like, week three. They didn't have a good season. All of a sudden, they come back and, you know, smoke the NFC and, and, and go to the Super Bowl. Um, so, we're kind of on the hunt for a team that's, that sucked this year that um, could be someone to look out for next year. Yeah. Uh, the, I wanna, I'm curious who, who you're picking. Well, if you want uh, me to be, like I said, if you want me to be honest, um, it would be the team that Tom Brady goes to if it's not New England. <laughs> but I'm going to try and avoid that. You got to pick a specific team. I know it. Um, <laughs> who are the Panthers quarterback now? Uh, well, f- well, for now it's Cam Newton. They're gonna they're gonna work yeah, him out Brady. and see how he how he's doing. Man, I don't know. This is gonna be. Uh, well, while you're doing that, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, because 
I've got two that I can make pretty strong cases for. Um, I'm gonna go with the less obvious one. I'm gonna go with the Chargers. That that's where my head was at. I don't. I just. I don't know what they'll do. So let me steal the thunder on this one, since you have another one. Okay. Yeah. Bro, I'll yeah. At least go. You make the case for the Chargers. I, I thought the Chargers first off because I think that's a possible spot for Brady to land, and if that happens, they're gonna be a lot better. They have an actual team. Um, that has some weapons. They have a brand new stadium that they have to sell out or sell tickets for. So if it's not Brady, I feel like there's going to be some sort of splash that they're going to try and make. Um, and they have a good, I think, they have a good core of players, both offensively and defensively. They do. They got they got a uh, Joey Bosa on that defensive line. They've got a lot of pieces on defense. Actually, who's their safety? I don't remember the name of their. I name. haven't been watching. Derwin James. There you go. Yeah, they have the, they have a really good young safety, Derwin James. They have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams on the outside. If Hunter Henry can stay healthy, he's solid. I think they have a pretty good offensive line. I, I just think they need a quarterback who's not going to throw picks. Right. Just fire it up for uh, you know those 50-50 balls. <laughs> uh, but So that's kind of the team I was thinking that I, that I looked at. I guess if I wanted to choose another one since you said them, uh, maybe the Browns, maybe because that they, was that was my other one. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, uh, well, our my, we have we, you know we should have a text change so we don't have the same conversations. But uh, I would think that I think I think Mayfield even said it. But maybe a humbling experience for a lot of the guys in there. Yeah. You know, you have this big off off season last year, a lot of hype around you. You know, individually they feel good about the talent they have, and then they go out in the field and um and just not perform. Well. Uh, I, I think it's safe to say that. Freddie Kitchens has no place as a head coach in the NFL. No. He, with that talent, you should win at least 10 games. I think there is a high school in Auburn that is looking for a coach this year. <laughs> so, uh, you know, since, he might since, not be qualified for that. Since we both said the same teams, I'll go ahead and I'll pick another one. I'll say Jags. Jaguars. Uh, give Gardner Minshew an offseason as a starting quarterback. Uh, sure up that defense a little bit in the draft and in free agency. I think I'm not saying they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but I, th- I think they could be a playoff team. All right, so um, and you did some research. I did. I, you, I I found a little tool online that will help me make up this this next bit. We have our own little Mel Kiper here in studio. Yeah, yeah, sure, Mel Kiper. Let's go with that. <laughs> I put together a mock draft of the first round. You'll kind of get an idea of like where I think some players will head in free agency based on this. I didn't do any trades in the first round because those are just too hard to predict. But uh, should we get going? Uh yeah, let's. Uh, I just want to pull up some stuff just so I can, because I you know I'll I'll be first and foremost that I don't call I don't follow college football uh, nearly as much as you or many people. When we post this, I'm gonna put the text of the mock draft up on on our website okay. along with the podcast so people can follow along. There we go. Uh, but number one, they might trade this down to get more picks because they have a lot of holes. But I'm taking the Bengals. Number one, they're taking Joe Burrow, the quarterback out of LSU, number one quarterback in the country coming out of college. They need a quarterback. And they need a lot of help. But there's if, no there's no way they're trading down. You're not yeah, you're, you're not going to blow the chance of possibly having a franchise quarterback to yeah. to fill those other holes. You grab the franchise quarterback first and you'll figure out another way to build around that quarterback. Exactly. They're going Joe Burrow number 1. That's that's easy. Uh Chase Young going to the Redskins at number 2 defensive end Ohio State. I think he's the best player in the draft. I'm just saying period. you and Mel Kiper are on, you know, one, two, one, I two. Think, I think the first three <laughs> picks, the first three or four picks are honestly pretty easy to predict. Okay, Number Mel. three, Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. Now, I can't see what he has up here because you haven't paid for that ESPN I Plus membership. I do have description. Okay, well, you're going to log in. Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State. Uh, Lions, they have a lot of holes to fill. Defensively, they are terrible against the pass. They need help in that secondary. Pretty easy one. They take the best corner off the board. Giants at number four. 
They're taking the best offensive tackle to protect Daniel Jones' blindside. They're taking Jedrick Wills. Hold on. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. Who the hell is Mel Kuyper to make me want to pay four ninety nine for ESPN Plus to see his first mock draft of the season? And I know it's not his choice, but really, <laughs> this isn't something I want to pay for. Luckily, the UFC is on ESPN Plus, so I have this. But oh, look, Mel Kuyper and I differ at number four. Okay, okay, so four, you had what? I'm taking uh, the lion or the sorry, the Giants at number four are taking Jedrick Wills, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. Uh, to protect Daniel Jones' blindside. That seems like a pretty obvious one to me. They have weapons on that team, especially with Barkley at running back. Keep your quarterback healthy. He has them falling to number 11, and he has Isaiah Simmons. That's that's okay. He's wrong. He's wrong. Uh, (laughs) Dolphins, they have three picks in the first round, and uh, before the season they were tanking for Tua. They didn't get that number one pick. They're still getting Tua. They are. Tua Tongo Viola, the quarterback out of Alabama, going to the Dolphins at number five. Chargers at number six get their quarterback of the future. Dan Fouts was a quarterback from Oregon that went to the Chargers, had a lot of success there. They get another Oregon quarterback, Justin Herbert, at number six. You think he's good enough to be a franchise quarterback? He needs to develop some. Uh, I think they will have a uh, a quarterback come to them in free agency, and he'll sit behind them for a little bit. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice to have Tom Brady teach little old Justin Herbert here how to play some football? I didn't say anything about it being Tom Brady. All right, Jameis Winston, what do you want? (laughs) If you're L.A., you're hoping it's Brady. And then uh, I'll talk less about these picks coming up here. They're not as interesting. Uh, Number seven of the Panthers, Derek. First off, stop, cut off. This is my point why I don't even like watching this stupid draft. I don't like the people who sit down and have these draft parties or literally watch this whole thing. It drives me. You, someone who follows follows college football and pays attention to this, just said after six picks, ah, these ones are boring anyways. Like, this is my point why I, I... Care less about college football. Get to the pros and show what you are, and 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 I stand by that. Well, I'm also not going to talk about all 32 of these picks in depth. You know what? Don't defend yourself. <laughs> you just said it's just not as interesting. Uh, number seven, I have the Panthers taking a D tackle, Derek Brown out of Auburn. Uh, Cardinals they pick up an offensive lineman to protect Kyla. Yeah, to protect Kyla Murray. Uh, they're going Tristan Wirfs, the tackle out of Iowa. Ooh, he has. Andrew Thomas, whoever that is. That's okay. He's wrong. Uh, Jaguars, they take a linebacker. Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson at number nine. Browns, a tackle. They need help on that offensive line. Mackay Becton out of Louisville. Jets, they take a tackle. Andrew Thomas out of Georgia. Raiders, this is where the first wide receiver is coming off the board. Jerry Judy out of Alabama. Ooh, he's he a, is CeeDee Lamb. He is the best route runner in the draft, and he's very fast. I'm going Jerry Judy. Uh, CeeDee Lamb. He's going to the Colts at number 13. You do have the same, the exact same players, not in the same exact order, but now after you know 13 picks, the same exact players. And then uh, Bucks, I, I like this one a lot. Uh, Javon Kinlaw, the D-tackle out of South Carolina. Now, I think they need help other places, but this is too good of a prospect to pass up at 14. And he's basically like, if you design a, D, a D-tackle in a lab, this is what he would be. Um, let's see. Another wide receiver coming off the board, 15 at the Broncos. Henry Ruggs III, another Alabama wide receiver. He's just pure speed. He's going to return kicks, punts, and he's going to be a deep threat. Does, I see Mel Kuyper also has right there. He, he does. I'm just trying to see the guy that you had going to the Tampa Bay. I don't think Mel has in the first round period. Um, That's okay. He's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Or was I, 16? Yes. Uh, Falcons, 16. They're taking A.J. Ebenezer, the defensive end out of Iowa. Uh, Cowboys, they take a corner. Christian Fulton out of LSU. Dolphins, they take a defensive end at 18. 
Kalevon Chason? Chison? I don't know how to say his name. Kalevon Chison. Yeah, Kalevon... Whatever. The defensive end from LSU. We're not here for names, people. <laughs> uh, 19. Raiders. This is a pick they got from the Bears as part of that Khalil Mack trade. CJ Henderson, the cornerback from Florida. Uh, Jags take a safety. I believe that this was the pick from the Rams yes. in the Jalen Ramsey trade. Uh, Xavier McKinney, the safety from Alabama. Eagles, they get some wide receiver help. If they stay healthy, they could be very dangerous next season. I am going T. Higgins, wide receiver from Clemson. Let me just jump in there because um, Carson Wentz never stays healthy. So. He doesn't, but, you know, we'll get him some more help. They drafted offensive line last year, so I don't think they're going to go offensive line this year. Uh, Bills, another wide receiver off the board, LaVisca Chenault Jr., the wide receiver out of Colorado. One thing I'm noticing is a lot of wide receivers off the board of this first round. This is a very, good, is, a yeah, very good wide receiver Not that class. I know much about drafts, but I know that this feels like a lot of wide receivers. You can, I think you can get an impact wide receiver as late as the third round in this draft. It's that good. Um... Where was I? Patriots up next, n- number 23. I'd love to hear where you think they're going. I think they're going offensive tackle. Josh Jones out of the University of Houston. Hmm. Yeah, interesting, right? Uh, the fourth quarterback in the first round going to the Saints, Jordan Love out of Utah State. He is the one that I think has a huge upside. He's a really good athlete, but, man, he's got to develop. He's got some turnover problems that could bite him. He needs to sit for a year or two to really be a good starter, I think. Um, Vikings, they go defensive tackle, I think. Neville uh, Neville Gallimore, defensive tackle out of Oklahoma. And the Dolphins, this is your first running back. DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. And then 27, your Seattle Seahawks. Your Seattle Seahawks. They go defensive end, Yetor Yitor Gross Matos. I will learn how to say his name when he's here. Don't worry. Defensive end out of Penn State. He's like if you built a defensive end in a lab. He looks like Clowney. So just imagine two Clownies on each end. That'll be fun. And I think you get a pass rush that helps the secondary a little bit more. I still think they need to address the secondary either in free agency or the draft. Uh, after the Seahawks, Ravens take Patrick Queen, linebacker out of LSU. Titans. Here's a fun one. I think Derrick Henry will not be in Tennessee next year. He's going to ask for too much money. Some team's going to overpay him. And then never win a Super Bowl. And then, and then Titans are smart enough to sign a veteran quarterback in free agency, and they replace him with Jonathan Taylor, the running back out of Wisconsin, who he's got some serious power. Uh, Packers go linebacker Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. And then your Super Bowl runner-ups, the 49ers go safety Grant Delpit out of LSU. And then your Super Bowl champions, they get a legit feature running back. J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State. There's my first-round mock draft. I will get all of these correct. My guess is you will have about 31% correct. Yeah, probably. Mark it down. I probably have a lot of the right players going in the first round, just going to the wrong teams. We'll see. That was the fun segment for Keith to talk because I didn't understand any of that. Uh, <laughs> now that you wrap that up, what do you like? What do you think the Seahawks need? Uh, I think they need one more wide receiver uh, to kind of play in the slot, or maybe you put Lockett in the slot and you have another guy outside. I think they need another tight end if D- Disley just for whatever reason can't stay healthy mm-hmm. as good as he is. But they do have Greg Olson 
uh, coming in for a visit. Maybe he signs with them. I think they need to address right tackle and another piece of the offensive line. They need to address pass rush and their secondary. Well, so a lot. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully <laughs> they can do all of that in this draft and, and free agency. If not all of it, at least some of it. And before we wrap up, I'll just let you know. The, the Patriots. I, I'm not even getting into the Patriots' needs. Not that anybody listening cares, but I do. Um, just sign Tom Brady and get some damn wide receivers, please. Well, they're going all line in the first round. <laughs> sign Tom Brady, give him a couple years at thirty million, and give him some damn weapons. That's all I want to say. Uh, that's going to wrap it up, really, for the first season. I don't know if we'll be back around. We might be back around talking some other sports or, or things that happen around here. But for the football season, anyways, wrapping things up and. Uh, and until probably draft day. Yeah. And uh, I guess until then, go Dragons. Yeah, go Dragons. <laughs> <laughs>